Welcome to Reaching Women Everywhere. This is Dawn Love. We're still preparing our hearts for our husbands. I'm here to encourage you as you walk out this life for Jesus Christ as a mom, as a wife, as a woman, together as we stand stronger for iron sharpens iron, deep calls to deep. We want to live this life with a purpose of being focused on the mission that Jesus Christ has for our lives and not to be distracted. And I think that's key. The Lord was showing me today as I'm taking care of my toddler. Yes, I have seven kids, a toddler, and I've, uh, I'm a grandma. I've got, my oldest son is 28. So we have a whole gamut of ages. Nonetheless, those days with a toddler is so busy. And I know the Lord has called me to do certain things. And he spoke in my spirit so clearly today that I'm never going to ask you to do things that are going to take away from what you are supposed to do. And because they all tie together. He has called me to be a mom and he's called me to do certain things. And he, again, has called each of us. He has called you to do certain things. So if you feel like life is a big old tug of war, take it to the Lord. And there are things he's called us to do and they're going to be hard. I'm not saying because the Lord calls us to something that it's going to be easy. Often it's not, but there is a a continuity and a peace in it. And that we need to have. And when we don't, the really awesome thing is we can just go right to him. We can bring things to the foot of the cross and, and he's there, he's listening and he wants to hear from us. The way that we are hearing from him continually is uh, by being renewed in our spirit. And Ephesians 4.23 says, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. Uh, The other day, actually uh, not too long ago, my my boys had received a package in the mail. It was a birthday package from their aunt and uncle. It was filled with like their favorite goodies. Matter of fact, they just wanted to dive in head first. We actually had to write down what the inventory was in the box. So like World War III would not ensue over who ate how much and and what. You know, at the same time, I'm studying this Ephesians chapter four. And I felt, I thought of that where there's all this goodness and and they wanted all of it right now at that moment. And, And I felt like that about Ephesians. It was just so packed full of good stuff you know, and it was even applicable for marriage, except in, in this case, you can get all of it and, and just take it all in all at once. And if the boys did that with those good, their goodies, obviously that wouldn't work so well for their stomachs. But if, anyways, Ephesians 4 says that we are to live a life that expresses gratitude for God for our salvation. Our focus is on him and what he has done. And that has to be our first focus. Like we read in Matthew chapter six, that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Those are our, that's our priority. And when God is our priority, the rest falls in place. And I'm often reminded by the Lord to live in a way that shows I'm thankful to him, not just for my salvation, but for my marriage, for the man that he entrusted me with. Am I showing the Lord? Am I showing my husband that I'm thankful to God for him? Do my actions show my husband this? Am I living in a way that shows God that I'm truly thankful for this marriage? Just as we need to be reminded how to act 
um, with these ideals of the Christian walk. We need to be renewed daily in God, in God's words. So we're able to carry it out. He's given us his word so that we can renew our minds and our hearts. This is how we eat. This is what gives us, this is the bread of life, the, the, the very air. He is, <laughs> Jesus is the, the breath, the air, the life. He's life-giving. The word of God is life-giving. You would not go a week without eating and say, but you know, I remember what those mashed potatoes tasted like last week. They were so good. And then you're full this week. It does not work that way. And neither does it work that way with scripture. We need to eat our daily bread every day. Read the word of God. It is life giving. It is not just a book with nice stories. It is the the word of God is alive. It's active operative, energizing, effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is is life-giving. And we need that life, especially in this earth that we're surrounded with so much death. <laughs> death, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't chuckle. It's just, it's, it's actually really sad. There's, we see death in marriages, death in relationships, death, people just dying and not knowing Jesus Christ. It, we have been entrusted with this truth and we know the answer. We have the truth. We know who the life giver is. So when we look at our marriage, we want to take these truths and apply it to our marriage. And the only way we can do that is by staying in the word and focusing on Jesus Christ. The world seeps in so quickly that we have got to be diligent to stay in the word like Ephesians 4 says that we, we do this with humility and we forsaking self-righteousness with gentleness and self-control, with patience and bearing with one another in unselfish love. This That chapter in Ephesians tells us a lot of what to do and not to do, but like don't go to bed angry, don't give the enemy a foothold, watch your mouth, let your speech be used for building up and, not, and stop finding fault. And these are good things. Matter of fact, when I read it, I had thought maybe this was like marriage counseling 101 in the church of Ephesus because it's so relevant and applicable to married life. It, it really is. And God wants us to succeed and, and enjoy a, a super blessed marriage. He does. He created this, this union. But when we read in scripture and he was talking about husbands, uh, you're the head of the the, the wife and wives submit to your husbands. You know, he's going through all this. And, and then he says, but what I'm really talking about is Christ and the church. And he said, you know, I, I've created this beautiful union of marriage because it's pointing to Jesus Christ and, and, the, and the church. And I want people to look at, at marriage and they're going to, and it's going to point them back to Jesus Christ. That could you imagine if people were to look at your marriage and say, that just reflects Christ so much. I now get a better picture of who God is. I mean, that's just convicting. My, I just mind-boggling. But the Lord created it that way. He designed marriage. And so who better to approach and to inquire, how do I do this, Lord, than the one who is the designer of this beautiful union? God wants us to have that holy matrimony. Not just matrimony, but a holy one. He needs to be in one accord with, we need to be in one accord with him so that we can effectively reflect Christ's love to the world. He loves you and your spouse so much. He died for you so that you can be free and live a blessed life in every area, including marriage. So I would encourage you all to 
take take a moment when you have when you can and read Ephesians chapter four and like grab hold of all that all those goodies and, and eat them up and enjoy that that yummy life with your husband and, and be a blessing to your spouse and I and just wait and just expect and see how he is realizes how blessed he is to have you. Lord, thank you again for the truths of your word. They're really, really they're life changing. They're transforming our hearts and our minds. We thank you for your word. And it's just, it's so precious to us. Please bring those things to our remembrance as we go through our days. And thank you that we are wives that desire to be a wife that pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed, my friend, and I'll see you back here soon.